Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. Probably a while ago for some of you, uh, that's last fall's edition of the Cathedral Contact. Michael Bloss's regular contribution was entitled Missional, Ideas for the Future. It was a thoughtful and insightful piece about Michael's vision, not only for worship here at the cathedral. Michael also dreamed of the cathedral's place within the Jamesville neighborhood and indeed the city of Hamilton. For Michael, it was about how we open our doors and engage the community around us. He invited us to imagine the name of Christchurch Cathedral signifying lively, inviting and integral experiences, making a difference in people's lives every time they enter the cathedral, either for a short visit, a longer concert, or in search of the simplicity of silence. One of the many gifts Michael has shared with us this past decade has not only been superlative playing at the organ console and inspiring leadership of the choir, Michael is also someone for whom faith is both personal and real. He is a man of God, and his love of and trust in God finds an expression in how he plays, how he conducts, and in how he dreams. It was why it was no surprise to me that Michael, in that same article, shared with us a critical juncture in his life. He described it in terms of spiritual transformation. Michael was singing a hymn in church one Sunday morning in Glasgow in the early 90s. The hymn was based on Isaiah 61, where the prophet exclaims, the spirit of our God has taken control of me, chosen and sent me to announce good news to the oppressed, heal the brokenhearted, and announce freedom for prisoners and captives. And it was in this moment, as Michael was singing that hymn, that he knew that God was calling him to a ministry of music within the church before performance in concert halls around the world. So this morning, we thank and praise God for that call on Michael's life, for Michael's obedience to that call, and for all the ways in which Michael has blessed us and thousands of others through his obedience. That the God whom Michael Bloss knows and loves, whom we know and love, is one who knows us, one who claims us, and one who calls us, is a theme which rings loud and clear through this morning's readings. God knows us, God claims us, and God calls us. God knows us. God knew Jeremiah. God knew Jeremiah before he was formed in the womb, we heard this morning. Before he was even conceived, God knew Jeremiah from eternity. And in our epistle reading, 
Paul teaches the people of Corinth about love. Love is patient, love is kind. You're probably familiar with that reading from weddings that you've attended. Now Paul can write about love in this way because God knows Paul, knows him fully. Now I know only in part, writes in Paul, then I will know fully, when Paul sees God face to face, face, even as I have been fully known. As God knew Jeremiah from eternity, knew Paul fully, so God knows each of us from eternity, knows us fully. And God not only knows us, God claims us. God claims us as his own. God claimed Jeremiah. Not only did God know Jeremiah before he was formed in the womb, before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God claimed Jeremiah consecrating him and appointing him even before the infant Jeremiah saw the light of day. The psalmist this morning proclaims that it was God who took me from my mother's womb. God took the psalmist, proclaimed the psalmist as God's own while she or he was still in utero. And Jesus acknowledges God's claim on his life when he announces his manifesto, his vision statement, his game plan, the launch of his public ministry in Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he begins. God has claimed me, Jesus states. God is a God who claims you and me. And God not only knows us, God not only claims us, God calls us. Jeremiah does what many of us do when we first gain a sense of what God may be asking of us. He comes up with excuses. Our Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. And God's response Well, do not say I'm only a boy, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. God is a God who calls us. Similarly, when God speaks to Moses from the burning bush, Moses protests, oh my Lord, I've I've never been eloquent, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. And God's response? Now go. I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to speak. God is a God who calls us. Now, Epiphany is a season when we reflect on the meaning of our own baptism. And it's through the waters of baptism that God knows us, God claims us, and God calls us. 
only in knowing us and claiming us and calling us, God never abandons us to our own devices. In knowing us and claiming us and calling us, God equips us with his Holy Spirit to make a difference in the world. That same Spirit we receive at our baptism. Paul talks in Ephesians about God equipping us to accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. And, and we see it. We see it this morning in the life of Jeremiah, despite all his objections. Jeremiah grows to become a prophet to the nations. God gives Jeremiah what Jeremiah needs. Similarly, Moses goes on to lead God's people out of slavery in Egypt. And in spite of the hostile reception in his hometown, his fellow villagers want to fling him off a cliff, Jesus, empowered by the Spirit, passes through the midst of them and goes on his way. It's the one whom God has called to live and proclaim the coming reign of God. God knows us. God claims us. God calls us. Love the way that Eugene Peterson puts it. He writes, we are known before we know we enter a world we didn't create. We, we grow into a life already provided for us. We arrive in a complex of relationships with other wills and destinies that are already in full operation before we are introduced. If we're going to live appropriately, we must be aware that we're living in the middle of a story that was begun and will be concluded by another. And this other is God. So, so how then? How, how then might we respond to this one who knows us, this one who claims us, this one who calls us? How, how do we live well in the middle of a story commenced and to be concluded by another? Or to conclude, I wonder whether Michael and his outstanding ministry with us across nearly a decade may indicate at least a direction for us. Michael continued in that article to say that he hopes that his ministry of music allows folk to experience the kind of moments he himself experienced in that church in Glasgow in the early 90s. I'm called to offer, within both senses of the word, of the language of music and text in our liturgy, moments like this, Michael writes, which can allow the Spirit to complete a work in someone needing direction or solace in their life at that particular moment. Michael leads us in praising God. And as the psalmist reminds us so powerfully this morning, praise is not so much the celebration of those who have it all together. 
Praise is the language of those who simply know that they belong to God and that their future depends on God. That's what the psalmist this morning celebrates, that she or he has belonged to God from the day of birth and that she or he will always belong to God. And that's what we do. That's what what we do during the season of Epiphany. We recall our baptisms, the profession that God has claimed us at birth and that we, you and me, will always belong to God. And so when we trust that we belong to God, that God is one who knows us, God is one who claims us, God is one who calls us, our praise becomes not just something we offer on a Sunday morning. It's a way of living that permeates our days. As the psalmist sings this morning, my praise is continually of you. As one commentator has put it, praise is to declare even when the evidence seems stacked against it that this is God's world. Praise is a posture of epiphany for it keeps us open to the new ways God is manifesting God's self in our world. God knows us, God claims us, God calls us. May I finish this morning simply by repeating the words of John Powell, which Michael has shared with us. Words I pray by God's grace that we continue to live at the cathedral as a way of honouring Michael's legacy to us. from John Powell. You have a unique message to deliver, a unique song to sing, a unique act of love to bestow. This message, this song, and this act of love has been entrusted exclusively to the one and the only you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.